What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast. This is episode 27, and I think it's been two weeks since I last made the uh, the latest episode. Yeah, I think it's been like two weeks since the last episode, so might as well give you an update of where we're at, uh, especially in the MLB postseason. Uh, the top-seeded Rays in the American League uh, they got knocked off by the Red Sox. The Red Sox ended up winning that series in four games. After dropping the first game to Tampa, Boston just came out swinging. And, I mean, they came out swinging on every single game. I mean, the pitchers were basically – the basically they were un, uh, untouchable for, for the remainder of the series. I mean, let's go, uh, let's go into that. Let's just give a little recap. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, game two. So game game one, as we all know, game one of the ALDS. Uh, we know the uh, Red Sox ended up losing 5-0. They got shut out. But, uh, but then in game two, the Red Sox just came out swinging. They had home runs from just about what seemed like everyone in the lineup. Uh, I think Verdugo hit a home run. I think Rafi Devers had a home run. Uh, I think... Kike Hernandez had a home run. Uh, he was five for six in game two against the Rays uh, and had three RBIs. So that's all you need to know about that. I'm pretty sure JD Martinez had a home run uh, in game two. And uh, again, Chris, and again, this is another thing going back to the pitching. Chris Sale wasn't that good. He only got through like one inning. He gave up four hits and five earned runs. One he had one walk and two strikeouts. So he only he only made it through one inning. Then Tanner Houck comes in, five solid innings of work, only one earn, earned run, two hits, and five strikeouts. And then Ryan Brazier, Hansel Robles, and Matt Barnes came in and closed it down. So the bullpen really came up big in game two. And then going to uh games three and four, uh the Red, the Red Sox, I mean, they won off walk-offs in both those games. The Rays King couldn't convert uh, in Game 3. That went to extras. And then Christian Vasquez, with a two-run moonshot, uh, gave the Sox the lead and the and the win. So they went up 2-1 in the uh, series. And then, of course, we all know what happened in Game uh, Game four, Kike Hernandez with a line drive sacrifice fly, but it didn't matter. Run came across and scored. Red Sox won the game, back-to-back walk-offs, and they ended up winning the series. And now they're playing the Astros, uh, which the series is tied at uh, one now. And, of course, the Astros, who took game one, I mean, and who else Who else would be at the uh, forefront of getting the Astros back in the game than all Jose Altuve. I mean, he had a two-run shot. He was 3-1 Red Sox at one point, and then hit a, he had a game-tying two-run shot. And then uh, the Astros took a 5-3 lead. The Red Sox would get one more. Uh, it would be 5-4, and but they couldn't tap. They couldn't get any more runs across. Astros ended up winning that game. Game two, completely different story. Uh it was a completely different story right from the get-go. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, first inning, like the first inning. I think 
The first, more specifically, the first two innings. First inning, bases get loaded up for the Red Sox. Uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, opposite field home run. Uh, op, forget forget opposite field home run. How about Oppo Taco Grand Slam for J.D. Martinez? Then, second inning. I th- Actually, I think... I think it might have been, let's see. Let me uh, just check. I think it was JD Martinez that got it started. If 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 I'm wrong, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, Rafi Devers. Oh no! It no, it was JD Martinez. Yeah. Okay, I was right. So yeah, JD Martinez hit a first inning grand slam. And then, second inning, a couple batters later, Rafi Devers hits an absolute tank to, uh, to right field. Guess what? It's 8 nothing, and that basically did it. I mean, that basically did it. And then eventually, who else? Kike Hernandez comes, back to the, comes up to the plate and uh, hits a solo shot in the top of the fourth. I believe it's the top of the fourth. I could be wrong. Uh... No, yeah, it was, it was the top of the fourth, yeah. I mean, the Astros got a couple runs. They cut it to 9-3, to three, but at that point, the game was basically... I mean, I, I'm not going to say it was over, but uh, the Red Sox did enough damage and the bullpen was good enough where they didn't have to really worry. Uh, I mean, despite Nathan Eovaldi giving up five hits, three earned runs, uh, didn't matter, the bullpen came in. And lock it down. I mean, I mean, with really the exception of Darwinson Hernandez, who gave up two hits uh, and two runs. But other than that, the Red Sox tie it. Uh, they go back to Fenway Park for Game Three. Uh, that this is going to be a fun series to watch. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm going to predict uh, the big blow uh, of this game is going to come from the Red Sox, and I think it's going to be, I think it's, considering how dominant he's been playing in the postseason, I think the big blow is going to come from Kike Hernandez. Uh, But then again, uh, if the Red Sox Sox, uh, make a big blow, like I said, uh, it's going to be coming from Kike Hernandez. If the Astros are going to do it, I think it's going to be either from Altuve or Correa. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the series is tied at one. And now let's hop on over to the NLCS. I mean, I mean, let, let the Braves walking off back to back games. Uh, I mean, I mean, first it was Austin Riley that walked it off in game one. And then the Dodgers who, who took an early lead, who took a lead, I believe in the seventh, I think they took a four, two lead. I want to double check on that, but uh, yeah, the Dodgers took a four-two uh, lead, and then the Braves just storm right back. They tie the game in the eighth, and then in the ninth, uh, I believe it was Eddie Rosario who hit, hit the uh, walk-off hit. I could be wrong. Let's see. Uh, where is it? Yeah, it, it was Eddie Rosario. He uh, hit it up the line. It bounced hard off the glove. And, uh, and the Braves ended up walking off. 
So that's back to back. That's back to back walk offs. Uh, the Dodgers they're on they're on the hot seat right now. And this 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 is another thing. They brought in the, the Dodgers brought in Kenley Jan, Jansen and Dodgers fans probably know as well as anyone. Uh, probably he has not been good in the postseason in postseason uh, situations or in high pressure situations. Uh, but you know, I mean, it hurts. It definitely hurts for the Dodgers. I mean, now, now you have to win, like now you have to win every single game at this point, like winning just back to back to tie the series. That's not enough. You have to win every single game. Uh, cause again, you lose one, your backs against the wall. I mean, I mean, after last night, I mean, they're back. I, I think their backs are still against the wall. But, uh, of course, Max Scherzer was good. There's no surprise there. I mean, he only gave up two runs, uh, four hits. He only walked one batter, had seven strikeouts. It's your typical Max Scherzer. He's going he's gonna to go out and dominate. But, uh, but, again, Braves come back. They walk it off. And, uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I think I said – I, I have no idea. I don't even remember my predictions. I think I said, I, I think I did predict the Braves over the Brewers. Uh, I want to say that. I, I I thought, I honestly thought I did. I have to go back and listen to the episode, the last episode I made. But uh, it's looking like the Braves are going to be heading to the World Series. And I don't want to jump the gun because we know how good the Dodgers are, but it's really looking like the Braves are going to end up going to the World Series, and then, and then we'll have to see who they end up playing, whether or not it's the Astros or the Boston Red Sox. But uh, anyway, so figured I'd talk about that for a little bit. Uh, talk about the NFL. Um, well, let's just talk about the standings. I mean, I, I might as well get this over with. The NFC, well, let's start with the NFC East. I, I don't think there's any question anymore. I mean, we're only six weeks in, but I don't think there's any question anymore who's winning that division at this point. Let's face it, uh, unless the Reds, unless the uh, Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles go on massive hot streaks right now, go on a massive winning streak, uh, they're not catching the Dallas Cowboys because uh, the Cowboys are five and one, uh, the Washington football team is two and four, the Eagles are two and four, and, and then you get the Giants, one and four. Uh, I mean, if this team wasn't on, if this team season wasn't on life support uh, already, uh, I mean, it are it, it is, it is now after that humiliating loss. Uh, I mean, thirty eight to eleven to the Rams. Uh, I mean, they got absolutely. They got they got rocked. I mean, let, let, let's face it. Let's let, let's look at that game, Giants versus Rams, for a quick second. Uh, Matt Stafford was went twenty two for twenty eight, uh, threw for two hundred fifty one passing yards, four touchdowns, and one intercept one interception. That's it. Uh, Cooper Cup had nine receptions, hundred thirty yards, and two touchdowns. Those were the two big factors throughout that game. Cooper Cup was absolutely dominant every time he got the ball. 
And then well, let's just talk about the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones, 29 for 51, 242 passing yards, which I wouldn't say is bad, but considering how many interceptions he threw, it, it kind of just cancels all that out. I mean, he had zero touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, not good at all. And of course, they don't have Saquon Barkley, which made it even worse. So they didn't really have a run much of a running game at all. Uh, literally, like I, th I think they might have had like one or two touchdowns. Like, actually, I, I think it was only one touchdown. I don't even remember. Either way, not a good game. Rams are five and one. Uh, they continue to impress the Giants. Uh, yeah, I have to see what their schedule is because let's face it, depending on who they who they play, uh, their season could be coming to an end uh, within a few weeks, within two weeks, realistically, two or three re two or three uh, weeks, their season could be over. Like they could be one of the first teams eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, and that reminds me, they play the Chiefs next week. And I know I know everyone's saying, oh, the Chiefs been struggling. Chiefs been struggling. Patrick Mahomes has like eight interceptions this year or something. I don't think it with the way the Giants are playing, with the way the Giants have been playing, I I, I think the Chiefs will be fine. I mean, but Oh, that that that's in two weeks. My mistake. The Giants play the Panthers next week. They play the Chiefs the week after that. But, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, I'm, I'm just hoping at this point that the Giants win. Even though, even though they're literally just not going to be able to, they, they uh, unless they win like every single game from this point forward, which is highly unlikely, uh, there's just, it's going to be another disappointing season. But that being said, we got a couple of games. Actually, we got one more game to close out week six. Bells and Titans today at 8.15. That should be a good one. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the games the other night. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about a couple of the games on uh, Sunday. Uh, the Seahawks and Steelers. I mean, the, Seahaw the Seahawks went into overtime. Uh they, they tied it with two seconds left, 20 to 20. Uh, and then the Steelers ended up winning. And you could thank TJ Watt for that because TJ Watt, I believe it was a uh, strip sack. Uh, I believe he sacked Geno Smith. And then I think the ball came out. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I want to say, say I was wrong about that. But either way, TJ Watt. Uh, had a couple big sacks in that game, and that that basically what propelled the Steelers to that win. Because let, let, let's face it, if TD, if TJ Watt doesn't make any of those plays, I, I think the Seahawks win that game. I'm gonna be honest with you because let's face it, the, the Steelers have been like I I know they're three and three, but I know there's still there's still time for them. But they they've definitely been playing shady. They've been playing a little bit shady. But either way, 
but a win's a win. Steelers won. They're now three and three on the season. Uh, what other games? Oh, the uh, another notable game to talk about. Uh, the Cowboys and Patriots. That game was that game was nuts. Anyone that watched that game, I mean, especially if anyone that watched the sequence were Trayvon Diggs, which I believe has his, I believe he has his seventh or eighth interception already this season. Uh, let's see, I I, I want to check. Uh, what let's see, let's see what his stats are. Uh, I want to say it's. I want. I want to say he has like seven or eight interceptions this season. Let's see interceptions. Where seven? Yeah. So it is seven interceptions. But he made he made a critical interception. And then what does Mac Jones do on the uh, very next play? He goes right back at him, and they score a touchdown. And like I said, Mac Jones has been showing some promise, but. At the end of the day, the Cowboys were just too much, especially C.D. Lamb. He went off, nine receptions, 149 receiving yards, two touchdowns. They couldn't stop him. The Patriots, that, that was the one thing that was really, really hurting the Patriots, the, the ability to start, stop the uh, passing game. And it came back and bit them. Dak Prescott had it. That reminds me, Dak Prescott, 36 for 51, 445 passing yards. Sheesh! Like, have a day, Dak. Had three touchdowns, one interception, but it really didn't matter. I mean, as the uh, Cowboys escape Foxborough with a uh, big win, as they're now 5-1, and one, the Patriots are 2-4. and four. Uh, But what other games? Oh, I'll talk about one other game uh, before. I mean, I start talking about hockey for a little bit. Actually, no, I, I don't even know. I might, I might talk a little hockey. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I might as well just give a little bit of a rundown. I, I might as well give a little bit of a rundown for hockey just to get in the scores. Uh, let's see. But the Cardinals, undefeated still. Beat the, the beat the brown they beat the Browns 37-14. I mean Kyler Murray's just having an unbelievable season. Uh but there was also one play uh at one point in the game. It looked like Baker Mayfield when he got sacked or he, he took a hit. It looked like he was hurt. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong about that. But uh it's not really looking too promising for the Browns. And yeah, he he is uh he is hurt. I believe he re-injured that uh shoulder. Uh that that was hurt. So uh yeah, it, it's looking like the Browns uh the Browns season is might be taking a little bit of a nosedive, especially now that Odell Beckham Jr. is hurt. Uh, and he, he talk about a guy that can't catch a break. He just came back off of injury. After basically missing the rest of the season last year, and now he's hurt again, the guy just can't catch a break. Like, like, and and being a Giants fan, I, I want to see o, OBJ back out and playing. And the fact, the fact that he's not, the fact that he's back on the sideline, it it sucks. It sucks because, like I said, he was one of my favorite wide receivers when he was on the Giants. 
but and now with Baker Mayfield hurt, who knows what the Browns are going to do the rest of the way. But as I said before, uh, it's looking like their season's going to be taking a little bit of a nosedive. But that being said, Cardinals still undefeated, six and zero. But the Rams are right behind them; they're five and one. But uh, figured I'd talk about that a little bit. Let's let's get right into hockey. Uh, might as well. I mean, so opening night. Uh, I, I don't think I talked about opening night. Uh, Vegas won 4-3 over uh, the Kraken. The Penguins spoiled the Tampa Bay Lightning's uh, uh, opening night ceremonies for the, uh, I believe it was their Stanley Cup, back-to-back Stanley Cup uh, banner celebrations where they, you know, they lift the banner to the rafters. Uh, they spoil that big time, 6-2. to two. Uh and then uh, there, there's just a whole bunch of sh- a whole smorgasbord of games after that on the 13th. Uh, Maple Leafs won, uh, Caps won in their opening games. Ducks won, the Abs won, and the Oilers all won in their opening games. And this was on Wednesday, October 13th. Thursday, October 14th. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't really know what else to really talk about. Oh, that reminds me. The Seattle Kraken got their first win of the season. First season, first uh, win in franchise history on October 14th against the Predators. And anyone who's either a fan of the Predators or uh, just a fan of hockey in general, I don't know if you guys saw uh, what the Predators did, uh, they, what their pre- the Predators social media team did. Uh, I'd have to bring it up. It's literally the funniest. It's literally the funniest thing. Uh, I don't know if their Instagram account did it. Uh, I I think it might have been their Twitter. But. I'm trying to find it. I think it was their Twitter. I don't think it was their Instagram account. No, yeah. It was a... uh, it was their Twitter, and they're going—they're just going back and forth. They were just going back and forth with like the Hurricanes Twitter, like, like it showed they had like a banner, like g- gave the uh, Seattle Kraken their first win, and they were just the social media teams were just going back and forth. It, it's funny. It's absolutely hilarious when two social media teams from different franchises absolutely just go back and forth trading barbs. I think it's the funniest thing to me. Uh, but yeah, the Kraken ended up getting their uh, ended up getting their first win of the uh, season against Nashville. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can actually find it. If they, let's see. But uh, I'm trying to find it. Uh I don't think I can find I don't think I can find the rest of it. Uh Where is it? I don't want to waste too much time on this, but they were again, like I said, they were going back and forth with the Canes, with the Hurricanes. And they posted something. <clears throat> I think the Hurricanes posted something with like it's been a banner week for the Preds and then there's like 
Nashville Predators banners that says gave Kane second win of season, gave Seattle first franchise win, and finally cool with banner jokes. And then the Predators just came right back and said, dare y'all to go outside. And with, with the Hurricanes banners that says, cannot come up with original jokes, only tweets about the Predators, three years without touching grass. Like, it, it, it's so much fun. Like, I'm not a fan of either of those teams, but you really have to appreciate the little back-and-forth banter, like the, the little chirping that the social media teams on each side are doing. It's absolutely hilarious. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty funny. But let's, let's go to the standings right now. Uh, Atlantic Division. Uh, and, again, not a whole lot of games have been played yet. I mean, I know a lot of teams have played like two or three games already. Other teams haven't. Other teams have only played one or two. But Atlantic Division, Leafs, uh, the Leafs, Sens, uh, Panthers, and Sab- and surprisingly the Buffalo Sabres and the Tampa Bay Lightning all tied with four points apiece. Uh, then the Red, then the Red Wings, the Bruins, and then the Canadians. Those, like I said, I I don't really think I need to go through the standings yet until we really get towards like the halfway point of the season. Uh, I'm not making any predictions until we get to the playoffs. So gonna have to wait 82 games, or in this case, basically 80 or 79 games, because a lot of people, a lot of teams have already played like two games already. So the Pens currently lead the Metro, followed by the Hurricanes the Blue Jackets, uh, the Caps, then the Rangers, then the Devils, and the Flyers, and then the Islanders, surprisingly. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a that's, – that's a yikes to start the season. But, yeah, Atlantic Division leaders, currently it's the Maple Leafs, but they're tied with the Sens, Panthers, uh, Sabres, and Lightning. Let's head to the uh, West. Minnesota Wild, they open up on a two-game win streak, followed by the Blues, the Avs, the Stars. Like I said, these standings, it's just we're literally only three games in, so it really doesn't matter right now. But figured. But, uh, yeah, so it was the Blues, Avs, then Stars, then Coyotes, Blackhawks, Predators, Jets, Pacific. Oilers are in first. The Kraken are in second. They're actually tied with the Canucks. Then the Sharks. The Kings, Ducks, Golden Knights, and Flames. Uh, also, plenty of games coming on later. Uh, to be honest, I think there, I think there's a little bit of games coming up on Friday. Actually, there's a lot. Yeah, there's literally no games till Friday. Oh no! Wait, no, I was. Wow, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was looking at the past schedule. Wow. Uh, but today, Rangers, Maple Leafs, Kraken, Flyers, Ducks, Flames, Blues, Coyotes. Those are the games today. Tomorrow, Abs, Capitals, Sharks, Canadians, Stars, Penguins, Kraken, Devils, Panthers, Lightning. The, so the Battle of Florida right there, as I said. Panthers, Lightning, that's going to be a good game. Uh, then the Canucks and Sabres, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Jets and Wild, Kings, Predators, Islanders, Blackhawks and Ducks and Oilers. So, uh, I'm not going to throw out the whole list of the games. I'm sure you guys probably looked it up already, probably follow your favorite team. So I'm not really going to do too much about that. But uh, and uh, honestly, I don't think I'm going to – I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to really talk about in this situation. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, there's still baseball and there's still baseball, but I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I think once the NBA comes back around, I think I'll be able to talk about a little bit more, uh, talk about big story, big storylines. I don't know, but, but Again, I mean, I could just go back and talk a little bit about the MLB postseason, just talk about the uh, LCS matchups, but I don't know. I feel like I, I honestly feel like I'd just be talking, talking about the same stuff. Like I'd literally be like repeating myself from what I said earlier in the episode. So again, I don't know. Might th- th- might uh have a longer episode at some point. Who knows? Uh. But yeah, so at this point, that's it for me, ladies and gentlemen. I know this is 29, 30 minutes is not a long episode for a podcast, but you know, what can you do? I mean, didn't get no like big injury news yet. No uh, big like transactions, like trades or anything yet. So can't really dive too, dive too deep into the uh, NHL yet. We're only like, like I said, three games in. Uh, But yeah. So with that being said, that should conclude episode uh, 27, I believe. Uh, Let me just check. Yeah, that should conclude episode 27. Uh, See you guys in episode 28. Who knows? That, That might be an hour long episode. I don't know find out uh find out next time but it's been your host LT nasty uh peace